Just a little talk with Jesus, make things all right. Are you enjoying the warm weather? It's good, good. Yesterday, my uh, my group went out and played golf, and I was here at the building at a meeting. I tossed and turned all night, prayed that God will give it us another warm day and I looked ahead to next Saturday and it's going to be 50 something degrees if God is gracious I'll get out next week Brother Johnson Amen Amen those of you who are visiting who may not be members of the church of Christ we say welcome happy you're here and if you're from another congregation, then it's good to see you. And those of us who labor here, we expect to see you on Lord's Day. On the first Sunday in February, we're going to have a combined service. And because we want you to see the drawings for the for the renovation and they're gonna present to you what we planning on doing and the structure of the expansion is in place but we want input as we finalize areas where you're going to be using it's always best to have the end users to look and see what's being done to make sure that we put the right things in the right place up front. If the end users don't see it until it's done, I can assure you something didn't go right, okay? So please, uh, on the first Sunday of February, We'll have a combined service and uh, and bring your input. Okay? Amen. Amen. Sister Franklin, how's the family doing? Everybody's good. They've been praying for uh, the Franklin lost their grandmother and uh, funeralized her on Friday. So keep them in your prayer. Have you read the text? Yeah. Have you read that text before? Mm -hmm. What do you think? If you glance over the text... You see, um, someone visiting a cemetery. The 
the end of the road. I remember when my grandmother died and I, we went to South Carolina to funeralize her and when I, we were headed back to Baltimore on that Tuesday, the buried on Saturday, and I said to my wife, can we just go by the cemetery just one last time? And she said, why? I said, just to satisfy me. Because I don't know, I think I told you all, I woke up 3 o'clock in the morning and just said to my wife, let's go to South Carolina. She wasn't sick no more. She was in her 80s. And we got there Sunday morning, and she died before somewhere between midnight and morning. And so on the way back, I asked, I said, can we just stop? When she said, why? I said, because I just need to satisfy me. Have you ever had someone that you love to die? Why did I go out? Nothing I could do for that person. But I could do something for me. She was covered up, Sister Stevens. Flowers over. But pulling away, I knew that she was there. And ain't nothing else we can do. How many people have been there before? Yeah. Yeah. We all. So I could imagine. Mary and Martha, the brother they loved, had died. But if you read the 11th chapter of the Gospel of John, you see something there that goes beyond just the love for a person. Let, let, me, let me help you all. Sister Stevens, could we read? Because cause see, I'm looking at your face and, and, and y'all looking sad because you 
And I guess you have the right to do it because when you read the text, you, you only can look at the text from a human perspective. But, but there's a lot. There's a lot going on from the time he heard about Lazarus in the time, Brother Boone, he got the Lazarus. So, so this morning, I just want us to look at when he got the Lazarus. Because, remember, I, I told you, sometimes we just glance over the text. I just want to show us something uh, in the text that we might have missed. Is, is that all right? Yeah. Uh, Sister Stevens, can we read? All right, let's read. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, says him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead four days. Put a line under four days. Is that all right? Jesus says unto her, saying, it, If thou would believe it, thou shalt see the glory of God. Put a line on the glory of God. The next one. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eye and said, Father, I thank thee that thou have heard me. Put a line under heard me. Next one. And I knew that thou heareth me always. But because of the people that stand here, I say it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. I'm going to talk about the people that stand today, okay? And then the last verse says, And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, Come forth. When God calls. Uh, that's the subject. When God calls. Because sometimes nothing happens until. God calls. Because if God doesn't call, we'll do nothing. Is that all right? And see, God doesn't care what you're doing. Nor what situation you're in when God calls. But when he calls, 
He demands a response. Is that all right? Yeah, when you call your children, you want them to answer. And, and sometimes they're slow in answering, so you got to say, do you hear me? What are you saying? You're saying that I'm calling, but I'm getting no response. I'm at the peak of my voice. And they sit there like I am not calling. So then my call then become a shout. Sometime God has to shout in order for us to move. He got to there's two perspectives of Jesus. Two perspectives of Jesus. Now, the first perspective of Jesus is the perspective from where Mary and Martha sees him. They see Jesus as a friend of the family. They understood that he cares. And, and, and she says unto Jesus up in the chapter, the one who you love. When, when my uncle came to my father's house, Around 3.30, Brother Johnson, on Labor Day morning. And he says to my father, because I'm a very light sleeper, he rung the doorbell and he says to my father that my grandmother had died. And I heard it. Sister Smith, but I didn't want to hear it. And then my father came up the step and he knocked on the door and he says, I need to tell you something. And, and if I could recall, Wes, I, I think I said to my uncle, to my father, I'll be down in a minute because I overheard the conversation. But the conversation wasn't real until my father called. And I got up and I went downstairs and he, I think tears was coming down and he says that my grandmother had died. And for the rest of the day, it was like the world had stopped turning because there's nothing I could do about it. When Jesus got word 
that Lazarus had been sick. He knew that he had died. And he tells his disciples, let's go and see. Let's go and see. Now, from the time wherever Jesus was, he was at least four days from Bethany. How did I get that? The text. When he shows up, and, 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 and Martha had heard he's coming, she ran to meet him. And then she says to him, if you were here, he would not have died. But I know that even now, whatever you ask, God will give it to you. And John chapter 11 and verse 38, Jesus, am I 36? Jesus saw something. Verse 33 says, when Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her. What happened to him? He was troubled. He was troubled in his spirit. Because he's looking at this from a human perspective. And, and then the Bible says, Jesus wept. Why? He loves Lazarus. It's not a trick question. I just want us to see, because I haven't even got to the text yet. But I got to help you to get there. So when I get there, your mind will be where I need it to be. He wept. Brother Fauci is to give candy if you have a scripture when I couldn't think of none. I always could think of. If you want a piece of candy, I, Jesus wept. And I could always remember him said, now Larry, that ain't going to work every Sunday. So, but the problem is, what I need us to see this morning, why did Jesus wept? He wept because of the same reason I wept or you wept when someone die who you love. Because the human perspective is when someone die who we love, that's the end of it. But this could not have been the end because Jesus showed up. When he got to the cemetery, and when he saw what was happening, humanity caused Jesus to wept. 
He wept from a perspective of a human being who had lost someone who loved him. That's what happened when he showed up. You see somebody weeping, your heart become fluttered, and, and, and you weep also. And no, no, you don't weep for the person who died. You weep for those who you're looking at. Because you feel their pain. You feel their agony. So Jesus wept. And so then Jesus said, show me where you laid. Now we get to the text. I'm about finished because if we stay here too long, Wes, you'll get tired and you probably won't come back next Sunday. He wept. Watch God. Take away the stone. But the sister, the sister says to God, he's stinking. Because he's been dead for four days. See, watch transition. Human weep. God gives demands. See, the Jesus that was weeping wept as a human. But the God that said, take away the stone, spoke with authority. He's been dead four days. Jesus says, if you believe, you're going to get a chance to see the glory of God. I told you to underlying glory of God. See, in my Wednesday night class, I, I asked them, we, we're studying Ephesians, and the text says, for the gift of God is eternal life. And I said, what's the gift? And 80% of the class said, it's salvation. How could that be? They said, well, Brother Frazier, God has given us salvation. Yes, he is, but that's not the gift. 
The gift is Jesus. You can't get the salvation without Jesus. So I told, I think it was Sister Watson, I said, if you run out of gas and I give you a gift card for the gas, what's the gift? You need the gas, but you can't get the gas with what? Without the card. You can't see the glory of God unless God shows up. If God didn't show up, there would be no glory. But Jesus said, if you believe, you shall see the glory of God. And then I gave the class. I said, everybody take a songbook. And I said, I'm giving you the songbook. And then I asked what they're going to do with it. Six people said, well, it's not yours to give. Somebody else said, well, I'm going to think about it. And, and, and only one person said, I'm taking the songbook with me. And that's exactly what we do with Jesus. God has given us a gift, but we so much... We're so entangled on, the, on other things that we don't want the gift. It's a gift. Just take it. We're wondering where the gift come from. It's a trite. I gave you the songbook as a gift. Well, it ain't yours. Do you have the right to give it? That's why you can't enjoy it. You worrying about how did I get it? Instead of enjoying the gift. And, and so many times when we see God doing and when we see God is trying to show us glory, we don't want to buy into what God is offering. Humanity showed up and crying, but Jesus says to them, if you believe, you can see the glory of God. And then Jesus says something else. In verse 41, he says, Father, I thank thee that thou heareth me. Now, this wasn't the first time. I thank thee that thou heareth me. And then watch what he said. Not for my purpose, but for those, the people who is standing here. Sometime in our lives, 
When God does something for us, we know God has done it. Share it. Not for your purpose, but for those around you to know that God is doing something in our lives. Watch Jesus when he shout, come unto me, all you that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And when he had thus spoken, after talking to God, he cries with a loud voice. The, another translation said, he shouts at Lazarus. And then he shout. Now, now watch the watch what's happening here, because if you, you you miss this, after he done talked to those people who were alive and can hear him, he was finished with them. But then he shouts and calls Lazarus. Safe to say, Lazarus was dead until he started to decay because the sister said he's been there for four days. They heard humanity. Lazarus heard deity. I think you missed it. I think you missed it. Those that were standing in outside of the tomb in the grave at Bethany, they heard humanity. But the one that was in the tomb heard deity. But none of it happened until someone calls. And when Jesus called Lazarus, what happened? He answered. He answered. God doesn't care whether you are dead or alive. He calls you more regularly when you are dead. Versus when you are alive. C.C. Lewis says that he whispers to you in your prosperity. Everything's going well. All you hear is a whisper. He talks to you in your trials. Because your conscience is getting to you. But in your pain, he shouts at you. Because, see, every now and then, God has to knock us down to get our attention. 
I don't know what type of person Lazarus was. Never was in the church, but he loved Jesus. The Bible never said whether Lazarus ever followed Jesus. Most of the time it says when Jesus came to visit. But on this day, when God decided to shout at Lazarus, Lazarus was at our point of no return. You say, well, Brother Frazier, how's that related to me? I'm happy you asked that question. Because God came to you when you were dead in your sins and your trespasses. That's when he called you. According to C.C. Lewis, when, when things are going well, it sounds like he's whispering to you. You don't hear him. Then when things get tight, our conscience get bad. Then he talks to us. But when pain strikes us, he shouts at us. He gets our attention. See, sometimes God, in order for God to move us, he got to knock us down. In order for God to get us our attention, pain has to come. The text says, when he had thus said, he said, Lazarus, Come forth. When I got to the cemetery west on that Tuesday morning, everything I said only my wife and I could hear. But my grandmother couldn't hear anything. But everything I said, I was talking to her. But to satisfy me, she couldn't hear. Why? Gone. But if Jesus had showed up, is y'all with me? If Jesus had showed up, and if Jesus had said something, she had to answer. See, Lazarus is a prime example for those of us who are dying. When God called, he demands an answer. We say, well, I hear you, Lord, but my life is in a mess. You focusing on your situation instead of your solution. Don't you think he know your life is in a mess? He didn't decide to go to this grave because he didn't know Lazarus was dead? He knew that Lazarus was dead. 
He knew Lazarus was dead to the point that when Martha says to him, if you were here. In other words, Martha is trying to get Jesus to feel guilty. And this is just me now. If you were here, he would not have died. But see, did she thought that Jesus was a doctor? A nurse get, could give him something. So then he tried to satisfy her. Your brother will rise again. And then Martha said, I know in the resurrection on the last day, you got to know who you're talking to. He said, I am. You, you're waiting for the last day? The resurrection is right here talking to you. See, so many times we miss God's blessing because we're looking ahead when it's right now that God is moving in our lives. So then, if he has the power to call a dead man to life, think he could do for, the, for us. Ah, let me go a little further, Brother Boone. Brother Boone. A dead man that was dead for four days. And we walking around full of life on the outside, but dead on the inside and he calling us come unto me all you that are labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest and in Ephesians chapter number 2 verse 1 he said you when you were dead he quickened you made you alive again but so many times we prefer to be dead than to be alive Now, you want, why is that? Why so many times that we prefer to be dead? Because when we understand the, 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 the process of it, we know that there's no responsibility. Oh, thank you, Brother Rogers, at least. The rest of you just, there's no response. If you dead, there's no responsibility. You have no more cares. You just lay there. But if you desire the glory of God, wake up. Wake up. Because see, when he called Lazarus, the next verse said, he told the people, take, off the, take the grave clothes off of him. Give him something to eat. You don't do those things to a dead person. As long as you are alive, you need to eat. So many times in our lives, somebody came up with a movie, The Walking Dead. 
Might have stopped by the Church of Christ one Sunday and realized that they walking, but they dead. How can everybody feel excited except us who have the excitement? We miss the glory of God because we're so busy worrying about the situation we're in. And instead of allowing God to take us out of the situation. And that's what he wants to do. There is no tough. See, Mary and Martha was crying because they missed Lazarus. But Lazarus was in a most difficult situation. He was dead. He didn't call Mary or Martha. He called Lazarus. But he says to them, if you believe, you can see the glory of God. And now what God did, he took a dead person to show his glory. I would have loved Andre to go to that cemetery on Tuesday and say, Evelina, come forth. And she would have got up and everything would have been great. But see, I didn't have the power. My situation was at its worst. But you know what? God got me through the situation. By the time we got to the south of the border, all I can tell my wife, all of the good times. Live with them. Let the memories live on when the soul is gone home. When God calls you, answer. He demands an answer. In your prosperity, he whispers to you. And trying time when your conscience is beating you, he's talking to you. But when pain come in your life, he's shouting at you. He's trying to get our attention. And he says to us, come unto me, all you that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I'm meek and lonely in heart, and you should find rest to your soul. Not for your body, but your soul. And, and, and it's nothing. It's nothing like realizing the gift of God. And when God gives us a gift, he demands that we take it. Don't waste time on how long you're going to have it, where it came from. 
See, you, you, you wasting time instead of enjoying. If you're here this morning, not a member of the Lord's church, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Believe with all your heart that Christ died for you, that he was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ, and we'll baptize you in water. For the remission of your sins, be faithful to death. He'll give you a crown of life. Would you come right now as we together stand and sing the song that has been selected? <laughs>